0: Welcome to the New Books Network.
1: Hello, I'm Natalia Shpilova-Said, and I'm a host of New Books in Literary Studies, a podcast channel on the New Books Network. I'm delighted to speak today with Oksana Rosenblum, Ali Friedman, and Angelika Hyjnia, editors of Quiet Spiders of the Hidden Soul, Mykola Nikbajan's early experimental poetry. The volume was published by Academic Studies Press in 2020. Lev Friedman is a Russian-born speech-language pathologist based in New York City. He writes and translates from Russian to English and facilitates translation projects and publications. His work has appeared in publications by Ugly Duckling Press and the Odessa Review. Most recently he has written on the literary legacy of Mykola Bajan. Angelika Hyzhne is a scholar and journalist. Her research interests include linguistic aspects of early 19th-century Russian and Ukrainian prose, Ukrainian poetry of the 1920s, and the relationship between literature and visual arts. And Oksana Rosenblum is a Ukrainian-born art historian and translator residing in New York City. Oksana's projects have included visual research for the newly created museums of Jewish history in Warsaw and Moscow. Her poetry translations from Ukrainian have appeared in Kalina Review and National Translation Month. Thank you so much for joining me today and congratulations on this uh, translation projects.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Natalia.
1: So to the Anglophone o- uh, audiences, the name of Mykola Bajan is probably quite unknown. How would you introduce? Well, uh, normally I would lose
2: any generalizations. Uh, in in this uh, field but if we are going for a brief formulaic answer then the 1920s uh was uh i believe was the best thing that happened to ukrainian poetry in the last century and uh, uh an outburst of energy and creativity and Bajan's was the brightest, the most impressive debut of the 1920s. And, of course, we are talking about the debut per se, not the first book, because if we are talking first book, well, that probably should be China. But we are, if we are uh, talking about this beginning of the career, it should be Bajan. And this book uh, we composed, and probably I should say, this book rather than our book because we are just humble editors and basically it's Bajan's book yes uh so this book covers the scope of Bajan's debut 1923 to 1931 uh, with the earliest poem read, uh, written by 19 years old Bajan and uh, um, um the last uh, text presented is narrative poem, The Blind Bars, which some consider his central text, and it was written when he was 27. Uh, one uh, might assign quite a few isms to define Bajan's work. Of course, in the broadest sense, he was a modernist and he fully fits into the uh, paradigm of European modernism. Early in his career, when he is still in his teens, Bajan joins the Panfuturists. futurists Later on, his creative intuition, together with his fascination with Baroque and romanticism, carried him away from futurism, and I guess uh, that Bajan of the late 1920s may be best defined as expressionist. What stays throughout these changes is his fascination with texture, matter, matter of language and matter of life. Though so the truth is that uh, his work has its own logic that doesn't fit fully into any manifesto or aesthetic doctrine. Uh, with his futuristic exercises, he as if rescues, is, this is my understanding, that, uh, He as if rescues and sets on display the words or sometimes just the clusters of sounds from the decayed discourse of romantic poetry. And now I'm talking 19th century Ukrainian romantic poetry, of course. He then amasses the uh, primordial body of language and he needs all of the language, not only its music, its transparency and beauty, but also its blood, sweat, semen, fat, sting, uh, all, that often, uh, uh, all of that often tied in impossible knot of syntax. And uh, um, because we are speaking about with the Anglophone audience in mind, there might be a temptation to assign Bajain a title of, say, Ukrainian Elliot uh, and such. But I would consider it counterproductive because, uh, well, primarily because Anglophone audiences already uh, has its elite and pound. And Bajan, with his devotion to an understanding of Ukrainian culture, is first and foremost Ukrainian modernist. And I believe that he can be appreciated as such.
1: So that would be
2: my answer to this question, mm-hmm. as brief as
1: possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, thank you, Angelica. So, Angelica, you already uh, touched a little bit on the project itself, and, uh, and now I'm not sure whether you can hear me. Uh, we could hear you. Uh, and uh, Oksana and Liv, uh would you add anything to this question about the project itself? What inspired this project? How you organize? I want to.
0: I want to address question. The, f- the previous question, and uh, it's going to directly segue into my part of the answer for the inspiration of the project. And the question was to the Anglophone audiences, the name of Mykola Bajan is probably quite unknown. And that's sort of how this book came about. And I'll go a little further. To the Ukrainophone audiences, the name of Mykola Bajan, the way that we have read it and reread it and read it again, and even Nick Bajan, actually, another Bajan is also probably quite unknown. And now the inspiration for Project (laughs) Oksana.
3: Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, So um, I'm actually an example of of, um, Ukrainian, partly Ukrainian audience, because I grew up in Ukraine, uh, who didn't know much about Bajan at all. Um, And um, uh, I think that... Part of the reason was that as I was, you know, growing up and studying Ukrainian literature in the uh, 90s, there was such a huge focus on the uh, circle of the ex- executed renaissance, and Bajan didn't quite fit that, um, that paradigm, that, that circle. And so when I encountered, um, quite by chance, one of his longer poems, which I ended up translating for this volume, uh, Rozmova Serdeć, Heart to Heart Conversation, um, it was really quite a shocking revelation for me that someone of that, the poet of that caliber, um, of that imaginative power was not, you know, was not known as he deserved to be known. And so... um, I basically sat for a couple of months with that poem and I started translating it. And as I was um uh, thinking about getting the rights for the future publication, I um I was given a name of Leon who um who was in touch with the with Mikola Bajan's um grandson uh, who holds the copyright. And we met and, and had a very productive discussion, and um, this is how it all started.
0: So I don't speak Ukrainian. I don't read Ukrainian my my Ukrainian, so to speak, or my lack thereof is then compensated by the sort of reductive Ukra- Ukrainian that a Russian ear hears. My English is okay. <laughs> My Ukra- my, Ukra- my Ukrainian is, uh, well, I make up for it with the with the other people that, uh, that I've surrounded myself with to, to help me and for me to help them. And I was ironically or perhaps sadly inspired by the fact that so many people were in the precise situation that Oksana described. I found these people a little bit before I met Oksana, and I met Oksana because I found these people. And... It came from a much older Mikola Bajan, not a 19-year-old Mikola Bajan. Um, it actually came from my having discovered his, let's call it an expose on the massacre at Bamiñar outside of Kiev. Um, a poem, uh, pretty much primary source narrative of what was left of a, of a massacre. The holocaust and how i wound up with modernist poetry is that i tried to bring that to people that hadn't heard it and you know, i was absolutely mortified by the fact that upon intended this poem was buried and like a lot of other things that were buried about bajan kind or of sort of cast aside and i knew nothing of the early bajan and i i in fact um Bajan, to me uh, was first as a was a person that did a thing. Later became a writer who wrote literature, so to speak. He was a, he was a he was a person. He was a, a person with a, a humanist act. And um, Oksana came to me, and I I was I thought I was already done. I my my mission was to have shown people that someone other than some other non-Jew bothered to catalog what happened to Jewish people in 1941 to 43 outside of Kiev, and I thought I was done. I, d- I did that thing, and then Oksana comes to me, and I, I, I established a whole world of contacts trying to get to this point. I wanted to get to the bottom of this, why this happened, and to get to translate it, and some of the people that translated that later, I, you know, remobilize them for this task and then, and then some exponentially. But Oksana came to me and said that, uh, by the way, Bajan wrote all this crazy poetry that I didn't even know him about, says Oksana. You know, I was somewhat literary scholar, scholar of literature, certainly compared to myself. And I said, wow, well, this uh, seems to, I, I, I seem to be hearing the same tune again, you know, and I was sort of... Uh, motivated to again bridge this gap and it was something that we had to do because it simply hadn't been done it should have been done you know a name that we just heard you know uh, T.S. Eliot but we shouldn't even have to compare him to T.S. Eliot because T.S. Eliot did not write in Ukrainian and this is Ukrainian caliber why does that person need an introduction why do Ukrainians need to be introduced? Why do why, you know English speakers don't need to be introduced to T.S. Eliot? They need to be taught to T.S. Eliot when they are younger than us, you know. And so this this was what I was uh, confronted with. And I also was confronted with something I did know, which was the Soviet regime that I was born into, and that had a very uh, canny way of doing this thing to people. And generally, those people were meant to be. Found out later, and we've, have, we've spent all of us have done precisely that. And this just seemed to be another example of just how effective this sort of subtle uh, casting to the side to not be found for, by people who cannot find what they do not know to find. And that is precisely what we sought to, you know, unearth and the, this, this, this uh, absolutely raging. quiet work and quiet poetry that needed to be brought out, needed to be put back in context. Mm
1: Uh, I really appreciate how the volume is organized, uh, starting with the title of the book because it's uh, bilingual, uh, and you also include the Ukrainian version and the translation. You include the uh, critical essays, and um, uh, you also include uh, commentaries, which is uh, very, um, which are very uh, helpful. So, would you tell us a little bit about how you um, arrange this book, whom you approach? for maybe help or for some contributions in terms of um, critical uh, essays, and what kind of message did you want to send to the audiences by constructing, let's put it this way, by constructing this volume in this particular way, starting with the very first uh, page, with the very first uh, uh, encounter, so to speak, with a book with the title that it appears to the Anglophone audiences in two languages, Ukrainian and uh, English.
3: Uh, so, I can start <laughs> and then, uh, Leo and Angelica, please add to that. So, starting with the title of the volume, um, interestingly, um, although not surprisingly, this um, it was suggested by one of our translators, Svetlana Lavochkina, who did a great job, amazing job, translating one of Bajan's, Bajan's uh, uh, most you know, important poems like The Night of Hoffman. And um, um, she suggested us this idea of having, you know, the title that does not necessarily translates exactly, you know, word by word from Ukrainian into English. So, and it um, resonated with us. And, uh, but interestingly, not everyone loved the title. We had some How so? yeah, pretty, <laughs> yeah, we had some pretty strong opposition uh, from um, at least one person in the project, but we felt we felt strongly about it. We felt that it was, you know, sending a message uh, to the audience about Bajan's work, which, um, he, you know, which often has to do with dreamlike spaces, um, for example, you know, in the poem that I was working on, um, Rosmova uh, basically it's a, it's a phantasmagoria and the lyrical hero is kind of half dreaming, half living it. Um, so it's an important aspect of his work um, in terms of how this um, came to be as a, as a project. It, um, it, you know it's it's a huge project that started you know very slowly and it started basically with tax search so the first thing we had to do it was almost like an archaeological search for the for the tax and uh, you have to under one has to understand that a lot of Bajan's poetry was scattered especially his early poetry it's been scattered between um, the um, journals of the 1920s. Um, and it took us some time to locate those. And even uh, even some of the collection, like Riz the Sculpted Shadow, um, I believe that we were in touch with the um, Bajan Museum in, in Kyiv about it for quite some time. It took us a good few months to get um, that collection. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we uh, we knew that we had together a team of translators, and we really wanted it not to be a strictly academic project, even though we wanted this to be a good work, a solid work. And that's why, you know, as you rightly you know, noticed, there are notes, Uh, There are essays in this volume, and we worked really hard on them. They went through multiple editorial stages. Um, But we wanted to really give freedom to our translators to explore different ways um, of translating, because there are really different schools of translation, and we didn't want to... Kind of impose our own views on them mm-hmm. and um so so our team of translators included people who who were you know who were well-known scholars like for example um amelia glazer or uh, professor Miroslav Shkandi or ainsley moore's uh but also people who are um you know younger but well, still already well-known translators like Irina Shuvalova and Keen. Um or Roman Torovsky, who um, is, not an, um, is not a scholar, but is a wonderful artist and a musician. Um, and um, basically, um, yeah, basically at the core of our work was, you know, this gathering this translation team and um, making sure that people who are involved in this project that they have the freedom to explore. We
2: took it all. We brought them to our land, an endless night,
3: ember hot and icy cold, the rage of the earth. We made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end
2: what will i become senwa saga hellblade 2
0: play it now with game Pass. so um if there's someone who is alive and is i'm not calling out anyone who is alive and working on bajan right now please give us a call um but at a certain point that was the case um Although I never did it on air, if there was someone who was working on Bajan, who had worked on Bajan, who was tangible, reachable, amenable, we probably talked to them. Or we certainly not for lack of training. Um, here, you know, abroad, far abroad, um, people that had done translations of similar caliber. Um, uh, there are is a whole constellation outside of the constellation of people that are in this book. I mean, 15 is a very conservative number. You know, um, if I had to make a web, pardon the pun of uh, the amount of people that we approached and the people that they suggested to us, someone suggested there, you know, someone, was someone who had written about Bajan said, I have a promising student that's doing some work on Bajan right now. Let me get you in touch. That person later wound up editing the piece that the student wrote. That person, let's say, had written the book on Bajan but couldn't do this translation. You know, um, we're working with 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 family in different generations. Um, for every person that is in this book, there are probably three that weren't. Um, this had never really been done before. And if it had, we wouldn't have had to. And since we were doing it and it hadn't been done, we wanted to, to be given the freedom to be done and perhaps be done in multiple ways. Because if, if no one has really seen this stuff before in a way that was then transferable, how should one dictate how it should be done? You know, there is sort of no single rail to follow. So, um, you know, we have, you know, notice Levy, for instance, who wrote our, uh, blog, you know, um, there were other people in Ukraine who could not, there was a whole community, in fact, that pointed their fingers to her and said, uh, I can't, but she should, <laughs> you know, her, uh, her contemporaries, you know, there were people that said, I can't really do English, you know, I wish I could. There were people that were saying, I can't really type anymore. While I've been working um, on Bajan, there are a number of his contemporaries that literally died that I never got the chance to call. I had their phone numbers. You know, uh, Bajan's own, um, uh, in, terms of, in terms of legacy, Moisey uh, Bain, who was Bajan's uh, secretary at a certain point, his protege, he, he passed away while, uh, before this book was published. We could have gotten him into this book had, it, had there been a chance, could have interviewed him. There were, I, I don't mean to, uh, to highlight the effort, but this was certainly an effort. You know, um, Halina Babak was devoting day and night to this, the person that wrote the, the introduction. Uh, I found a draft online, thank you internet, of what she was writing while she was writing it. She's like, you guys are doing this too? you know um uh, professor Hraboy has been working on the blind bards since, since he's probably he's been thinking about it since roughly woodstock right about 1969 or so you know where he um ghost wrote the uh the nomination for for the nobel for Emilian Pritzak, who actually was the one that was credited for it he was a student and um So yeah, we, uh, he agreed, you know, um, if there was someone doing this, we wanted them to help us do this. And, um, what you see is the result of a lot of asking and a lot of prodding and a lot of telling people, I want you to do this. And then it was do what, have a look before you say anything, just, just take a look. And then the answer was be like, what? And then the answer would be like, I wish I could, but how? And then the answer would be, well, I think I have someone who knows how, mm-hmm. but can't quite do it. You know, maybe you guys can put your two hemispheres together, your your knowledge of of English. I mean, look at the different last names and the, you know, just in the in the in the uh, arsenal of, of of translators and writers, and you get a you get a small idea of you know the people the people that we've put together. And we've tried to gather as many strengths as we could to balance ourselves out. Look at even the three of us right now, you know, so that that kind of is one of the critical aspects of this book, people coming together.
1: Um, As you pointed out, uh, you have um, scholars uh, who contributed to this uh, volume, and they are not only from the U.S., but from Ukraine, for example, and from Canada. Uh, I, uh, I really enjoyed reading eleonora salves um, uh, afterward Uh, which gave some sort of completion to the uh, volume. However, it's very hard to say that there is any completion to the volume because it still stays quite open. It invites further investigations. It invites further translations as well. Um, And I have this question uh, to you all as translators. What is the most challenging part of translating Bajan? Uh, uh, Oksana and Lev, you pointed out that uh, uh, you appreciate freedom which your translators enjoy, and you want to provide this freedom to your uh, translators as well. Mm, uh, but um, still, we, s- we, we still have to somehow translate Bajan uh, to uh, Anglophone readers, and we still uh, have to give them some sense of what Bajan is. Uh, so maybe just a couple of words on those most challenging aspects of translating uh, Bajan uh, in particular. And maybe just like a side question to this one. Uh, What is the poem or maybe a prose fragment uh, written by Bajan that touched your soul the most? Um, I use the word soul because... Uh, it is included in the title of the uh, um, of the book, and I really like the title. I think it's um, it's it's very it's very deep. It's very rich, and of course, it evokes other um, associations, particularly with the huil as well, because we uh, always talk about different souls for Gogol, but why not for Bajan in this case as well?
0: Hidden souls versus dead souls. Right. Yes.
3: Yes, um, I. I can start. It's a it's a wonderful question, and also uh, it's it's an enormous question, Natalia. Um, but I, I could mention just a few things, perhaps that um, one of the most difficult things I found when translating Bajan is is simply his his language and his vocabulary. Yes. It's incredibly rich and complex. And um, at times arcane, and um, um, he uses the vocabulary that you wouldn't find I- in a dictionary. And sometimes it's 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 simply because um, the these words are no longer part of the active language. Um, so you have to do you know some research um, to find out. Um, and and sometimes he is creating his own his own language his own uh vocabulary which uh, you know a good example of, of that are his um more you know experimental futuristic pieces uh, like circus or the elegy for um circus attractions um and um, one of the examples i could uh, bring is um, the uh, the word from from his poem imobe of Galam. Um, and uh, angelica and i had a special discussion about it because we really could not for for, for a long time um, find out what it was um, So the word, uh, the poem is um, basically is about the struggle of Senegalese people against the colonial regime. Uh, And uh, the vocabulary has some French influence in it. And the word that we stumbled upon was bambula, And based on the context, we... um, it was really hard to say what it was and our ideas ranged from it being a, a, a kind of a drum to possibly being a, a flower that blossoms at night and um, we i remember that we had to ask the facebook community and um uh, it was yeah it, it took it took some time and and finally we settled on you know the idea that this is um this is some kind of a flower a baobab tree flower that blossoms at night but this is just one of the examples uh, of you know of what Bajan creates in his poetry and um and maybe tomorrow you know someone comes in and and challenges our <laughs> translation is is quite possible um So, Angelica, would you like to add something? Because you, Angelica did a wonderful job editing the volume. She is really someone who worked deeply, engaged with all our translators. Uh,
2: Well, yes, to be precise, I served as a Ukrainian language editor uh, for this volume. So I observed all the struggle of our translators with the text or like if we are to describe translation as a sophisticated dance of two languages, I consider it is my job to look out for English, not to step on Ukrainian's feet. <laughs> <laughs> or like something is inevitably lost in translation. So I was trying to see that we lose uh, I, I, as as little as possible, and just so speaking of difficulties, uh, I guess Oksana already mentioned the main difficulty, and the main difficulty is Bajan's language, and it's just worth noticing. I don't know whether it was the uh, it's fully um, supported by statistic, uh, but. I just know that Bajan is considered as a poet with the richest vocabulary. So in terms of how many words he uses, how many words he knows, like how many registers he uses, like his uh, uh, is the one. so our translators often had different I mean often had difficulty with uh, facing this. Uh, well, uh, mountain or abyss for some, for some mountain, for some of abyss of language. Um, and uh, his syntax and even orthography uh, at times may be a bit idiosyncratic. Uh, so uh, I just might recall there was this lovely, lovely words, such as Mevo, Birgalka, legati, Slug, and of this, birgalka was rather uh, usual in 1920s. And now nobody remembers that it's uh, a place where people drink beer. And leghate L- L- is um verb. And last time I heard this verb was uh, 35 years ago from my grandmother. Yeah. So I was extremely pleased. <laughs> that Bajan knows this uh, this world but nobody else I guess it was uh, for this project it was myself and Bajan uh, so I had to deal with um, the translator not knowing what is this and like interpreting uh, it like, in a weird way or um, sometimes even his um uh, uh, a morphology or spelling is rather confusing like for example there is this very regular noun mzichka. it's uh, which means it's really same war and rain something some between fog and, and, and drizzle and Abhazhan just converts it into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and translator uh, cannot recognize this as mzichka, so he thinks that it comes from uh, as flesh And so, uh, I mean, drizzle becomes flesh, and and then we have to deal with that. Or like, sometimes the, um, abajan uses the epithets and it comes from folklore. And it's not that clear for the translator that there is this folkloric connotation, say, um, every, It's a poem about captive maidens, and uh, there is this adjective, yasni, and uh, translator uh, thinks, okay, captive maidens, they are poor girls, they are probably exhausted, so he translates yasni as uh, uh, pale. Mm. While definitely for Bajan, it's not pale, it's... um, uh, Um... fair so it's more like fair maidens. Uh, so this is I guess this is something to keep in there if there is folklore there there is this folklore street like it should be it should stay. Uh, or there was um, a separate group of problems associated with the names of plants and I guess this is the sign of our time. Because we are less familiar with botany, and definitely we see less nature than Bajan did. So, for example, there was um, this uh, line: "Zelená ruda prorostena žlutému písku." So it's literally, it's green rue will sprout on, uh, on the yellow sand. But uh, in Ukrainian. Uh, it, and in English, ruta or rue is two different plants. Like in Ukrainian, it's green plant with bright red flowers. And in English, uh, ruta is uh, grayish. And it actually symbolizes uh, sorrow. So definitely rue in, the, uh, in English doesn't work for the symbol of hope, the way Bajan uses it. So, no, there was this layer of complications, and uh, this can go on forever. Oh, I, I should pros- uh, the lesson. I should possibly um, um, mention a side of uh, dictionary uh, is the uh, Bajan's syntax be- because his syntax sometimes is very complex. So it's really difficult. Like if you are not as immersed into this and not as familiar with the language especially so there is difficult language and difficult syntax and the two combined together sometimes people were were, uh, unable to understand where where uh, to define subject and predicate in a sentence so literally I had to do this plain very plain translation plain unimaginative but uh, they would explain what's going on in the sentence, and then the translator is free to render this uh, poetically. You
1: know. uh, thank you, Angelica. While you were describing um, how you were trying to um, find those meanings in English or for Ukrainian terms or for Ukrainian. Uh, Words, I was thinking about um, spider webs because it's really so complicated and intertwined. And um, you were, it sounds like you were working on this very micro level, micro levels of the language. And uh, those micro levels were opening up some other micro levels. So it's so complex, but uh, all these elements are so tightly connected that in order to give some translation, probably those web, webs had to, um, uh, to be untangled uh, um, or you had to uh, apply some other techniques to, to um, somehow uh, translate and deliver uh, those messages um, in, in English. But fascinating, fascinating description of um, how you were working with the language on all those uh, multiple levels. Thank you. Uh, and Liv, what was the challenge for you?
0: First of all, uh, I just wanted to pun on the web. Um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg probably has a very nice archive, in fact, of conversations in Facebook uh, translator translation forums of single words. And for me, it was fun. It was just kind of like, um, have at it, guys. Here's a text. And every now and then I would check in, and in a place where I, where I saw nothing resembling Bajan, all of a sudden there was... Something between a conversation and argument, or research, all of the above—pages of it. It's pages and pages of the comments about a word. Just one word. It's—it's it's all still there. You know, some of these were conversations. You know, arguments. You know, uh, it was—it was incredible. And at some point, I was chiming in. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was tempted. I was. I was. Uh, hello. Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. I was almost tempted to apologize sometimes because I felt like, uh, forget the spiders, it was like a can of worms (laughs) that opened up, you know. So my challenge in translating Bajan is that I can't. I can't. We are all the audience and the readership of our own book, you know, in different strata. And I'm not an Anglophone reader. I was born in Moscow. I speak Russian. I've 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 disqualified myself from it. (laughs) But I'm not an anything phone reader for this. I'm, I'm a reader. You know, I, I kind of, I wrote, I had people write this book for, for me. And so uh, there was, uh, and, and uh, you know, those who can't, well, I found those who could, and they found those who could. So for me, it was very easy. Like I, I didn't even have to ask myself whether I was competent enough. I was incompetent enough to do this. To produce a record of instruments I can't possibly play. Um, there's a poem in there uh, called "To My Friend," and after after um, Oksana and I were digging, we found these texts. I look at these texts, and with little I could I could gauge of just the, the feel of something. It was a, it was more of like a this weird synesthesia constantly. And I was I looked at it, and I knew I knew what I was reading. I was reading in Russian, not in Ukrainian, not in that Ukrainian. There is no that Ukrainian. So. You know, it, it, it's a richer, It's as, as Angelica was saying, it's 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 something of itself. But I saw this poem, To My Friend, and before I handed it over to a person, and literally handed it over, I'm like, translate this. He's like, okay, what is this? <laughs> so before I did that, and this was a, a person who had never been published translating Bajan until I found him and he helped me work on that Holocaust poem. The poem is called To My Friend, and this one spoke to me and it's going to touch on certain words that I already heard just now in conversation. So, um, there was, uh, the dry hysterics of the quill convulse on paper in silence, a ruthless heartless game of chase between the heart and the word and the manic pulse of agonies fills the quill's chimeric twists. So as a poetic gastronome, you take no notice how the year grows. You notate in your hysterical delight the squalid rhymes, the heart's rotten pulp. In fact, you try in vain to find an abyss in a flat word. And uh, yeah, there, there were all of it. All of it was happening in translating these very things. You know, there were people taking no notice of uh, how late it was at night. You know, and th- these manic, these manic twists and the chase between the heart and the word. All of it. So it was almost. Uh, it was almost a singularity being created. So that is my answer.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I would like to go back to the afterword, which was written by Eleonora Solovey. Uh, and there is a fragment uh, in uh, her piece where she says that uh, uh, there is this need to rediscover Soviet literary uh, legacy and reread Soviet li- literary uh, legacy. And uh, this is obviously true for uh, Bajan. Um, maybe uh, would you uh, share just a couple of ideas on how or thoughts on how Bajan is rediscovered in Ukraine today? If your research touches upon um this aspect or maybe uh i believe love uh, you mentioned something at the beginning of our conversation that uh, too many unfortunately Bajan is not known even in ukraine
0: i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go out there and i want i want to be wrong i've spent years now wanting to be wrong he's not he isn't you know, um I, I hope that you know at least half half of this book is in Ukrainian, a lot of it has has the Ukrainian words on the title. I hope people will. You know, there there I he isn't isn't. He isn't to the extent that he should be is. You know, there was a book recently, um and it was actually um uh Sirhija Dan who's uh famous Ukrainian poet right now, came over here while we were preparing our book proposal, pieces of our manuscript, and he was uh, here on tour um, of his new book and he brought a copy of the book with him from Ukraine. We had no idea it existed. And um, a friend said, uh, Lev, you're working on, you guys are working on the Bajan book, right? Here's one. <laughs> we're like, here's one what? I remember, Alexander probably remembers this. Here's a book about Bajan, yeah. you know, and um, there we were. Uh, they're they're traveling from New York to Pennsylvania, uh, from reading to reading, and we're getting scans of this book from the bus. A friend is that was happening. So all so nothing, 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 and then something, you know, came out. Um,
3: uh, I think you're referring to Vera book, right? So um, I mean, it was actually it's it's an important book, and it's the first biography of Bajan. Um, but it's not; it's a. De- it is not a definitive biography. There are still a lot of gaps there, and the hope is that as um, KGB archives has, have become open, and we actually wanted, we tried really hard to get access to some of those materials, but we were not able to mm-hmm. um, due to just technical issues. So that um, more of his, you know. Of his life, of his fate, will be known to people. And um, um, I want to—I don't want to disagree with Lev because I know that I know that what he there is definitely truth to what he says. But I want to hope that there is more interest in Bajan right now, and Mm -hmm. I've certainly seen more publications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, kind uh, publications that illuminate different. Of him, for example, his input into the film uh, uh, movement, and um, but but there is a lot that needs to be done, um, and um, yes, um, there is there is really a lot in the future,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and probably we should add like rather often it's not even a matter of goodwill but a matter of. Money and sometimes even goodwill, you know, requires some money. Like say, uh, that same Vera Geeva mentioned. Uh, it was a while ago, I guess. But I guess nothing changed since then. That uh, and, uh, until now, we don't have uh, academic edition of Bajan. So I think it. Uh, it shouldn't be actually about biography. It should be about corpus of text, yes. The corpus of text should be accessible, and uh, so that like, uh, it's, it's, it's poetry, yes, it's about text, it's not about biography. And we still don't have this academic edition. We have this edition for, among the poets of 1920, we only have this academic edition for Rilsky. And that's it, mm-hmm. which is uh, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So we cannot really talk about like uh, cultural digestion, so to say, of
1: Bajan. Uh, if we don't have in this. in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, there is a lot of. Yeah. So it's
0: not it's not a question of uh, bl- it's not a question of blame. somewhat. there is you know, there, we need predicate in order to build. We have to go back to go forward.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a lot of need um, as well in terms of um, uh, maybe not reinventing, but uh, rediscovering, right? Uh, Even the 20s, the 30s and the 40s, which were constructed for us by the Soviet uh, criticism, by the Soviet uh, ideology. And of course, unfortunately for some reason a lot of ukrainian writers are perceived as uh, very traditional in terms of uh, how they are presented to audiences and uh, we always somehow envision them as old uh, poets uh, the best example here probably will be uh, shevchenko who is always presented to us as, as our is as our ukrainian father of ukrainian poetry who is always um, um, shown, presented uh, in, in his um, uh, later years, but not as a young man who is uh, full of enthusiasm and full of uh, even um, humor. I think uh, this this is quite true for the Ukrainian writers of the twentieth uh, century as well, and unfortunately, uh, Bajan to some extent is also one of them. And again, while well, I want to go back to Eleonora Solovey's um, afterward, well, I I had this uh, uh, I, I had a great pleasure of meeting Eleonora Solovey when I was in Kiev, uh, so I was very happy to uh, re- to read her piece as well in your uh, volume, um, where uh, she uh, really presents him as a a very complex uh personality with his own struggles with his own traumas maybe as well with his own fears and with his own battles with those fears as well and it's 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 on the one hand it's it's sad that this kind uh, this part of story is lost uh, to many readers but as you uh, pointed out there is this hope that there will be um new interest and uh, some new perspectives will be explored and uh, your volume is uh, one of those contributions to this uh, rediscovery. Thank you. Um, okay. I would... L- mm-hmm. uh,
0: no, I was just saying, thank- by the way, uh, you might find this interesting. The amount of phone conversation and uh, Skyping that took place to get uh, that afterward and just the discussion. Mm-hmm. What, what, what did we put in there exactly? What don't we put in there? How do we frame that, you know? And, you know, it it was a question that I, I mean, Slavik was never asked to do this before, you know, right? Right, Yeah, you know, write an afterward about the early work of Bajan. It's like, and where do we stop? Mm And what comes next? You know, we we meant to cut it off and say to be continued. That's not an accident. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to mention the other stuff because it's like a dot 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 and then the remains of the day. You know what happens next. You know, we we have pictures of these people um, in their later years. We don't have pictures of these people because look what happened to their youth. You know, if you were born in year X, here's what happened to everyone in year Y. Some people were the executed Renaissance. Some people were the unexecuted, but uh, goodbye Renaissance, Renaissance. You know. Um, and invalidated for having survived, but just a whole other can of worms, so to speak. But yeah, I, um, you know just the conversation that went into. Well, how, what, how do we formulate? What what exactly are we trying to say?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, my final question will be about your current projects. Um, are you working on anything specific at this moment, or you're just taking a break after you completed this volume?
3: Mm-hmm. Well. Um as a team we are not really working on anything right now although i think i'm kind of getting um itchy (laughs) in that sense you know to because it was it was really wonderful to to have that experience of working with um and angelica specifically and i felt like um our collaborations um became so much stronger um so it remains to be seen i mean we there was an idea just as an idea you know to have a to to look at the later Bajan mm-hmm. and his later mm-hmm. poetry um and to have it translated um but yeah at, at this moment we yeah we don't have any particular plans but um, we'll see mm-hmm.
0: The first time I stuck my neck out, you know, my neck was found eventually. I, I started with an article, one little article, which I thought would would kill me, the amount of work that went into that. Then we have this book. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I have a and Angelica. Should the next Ksana come by and ask us to do something, three times the magnitude, <laughs> perhaps, on um, later Bajan and everybody else? Um, I kind of am sensing that there is more. I, I forget which scholar said this at some point in this whole Bajanathon who said, uh, you're you're opening a door, you know, mm-hmm. and we I, I just in the most recent uh, Zoom reading that we did, um, we keep we keep hearing this. You're 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 opening a door. You're, you know, um, it's an invitation. This book may be seen as an invitation an invitation to please argue argue with us you know write more you know create the, the anti-quiet spiders
1: mm-hmm.
0: just do something <laughs> you know or maybe we'll have to do something
1: mm-hmm. oh, wonderful nicely put it's an invitation um angelica um, well i have some
2: uh minor project maybe which is actually which stems from this one, because um, I worked... No, it's not that I worked. I, I, think I should be more modest in this case. And I should say that I helped uh, one of our translators to work on um, the texts of uh, Bajan's uh, literary secretary, Moisei Firzubeyn. I guess it's almost a year since he, since his passing. But uh, yeah, I was able to communicate with uh, Fishbane back a year ago. Yeah, so there is, there is that. So there, it's, still, it's still a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I mean, not every project is as swift and can, can be taken, can be done as swiftly as this one. And of course, like, you know, it requires a team to do uh, things. So, actually, yeah, I'm, I'm also looking forward. I'm pretty much looking forward to, work, uh, to working with this, this exact
1: team. Mm-hmm. If it happens. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. And again, congratulations on this uh, teamwork and congratulations on this wonderful project. And thank you for translating Bajan into English and for making him um, uh, available uh, to uh, English readers. And uh, thank you for um, uh, this conversation today. Uh, thank you, Oksana. Thank you, Leop, thank you so Jerika. much, Natalia, for inviting thank you for us. Having us. <laughs> Today I spoke with Oksana Rosenblum, Lev Friedman, and Angelika Hyjnia, editors of Quiet Spiders of the Hidden Soul, Mykola, Nick Bajan's early experimental poetry. The volume was published by Academic Studies Press in 2020. Thank you for listening to New Books in Literary Studies, a podcast channel on the New Books Network.